Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. Mike and I are here with you as always. Our topic for today is, oh my goodness, I forgot the title. Give thanks in Give everything? everything? Question mark? How Get, provocative. That is like, I mean, if you, you know, obviously you're listening to this because here you are and you, you bid on that title, Mike. Well, I, I'm was wondering if we should retitle this one and call it be becoming a mercenary of thanks or being a thank monger or the king of thanks, something like this. The king of thanks. Becoming how, how your soul profits off of thankfulness. Wow. It's getting, are you, it's getting are you picking up what I'm dropping? Fast, yeah. You, you, this is good. Got, I, I like it. This? Okay, well, whatever the title is that you clicked on, uh, <laughs> here we are on the podcast. And you thought it was going to be boring. And you thought it was going to be boring. Here we are, though. Um, good times. Let me let me get us into something. Uh, Mike, our, whatever we were going to go with originally, give thanks and everything, question mark. Um, what, like, why is that even worth considering? Maybe it's obvious, but, <clears throat> you know, some people, I think especially unbelievers, might look at Christians and just laugh at us. Like, why would you give thanks in everything? Um, mm-hmm. Life is hard. Things are painful. Why would you Why would you be thinking about giving thanks in right. a time like that? So, you know, wh- why, why is that kind of attitude understandable? Um, and why would it be maybe a question mark that we would give thanks in all times? Well, from to borrow a line from last week's sermon, <laughs> you didn't think it up. You, you didn't ask for it, and you didn't think it up. And I think that I, the, the question why... It's not like, oh, because I'm, I'm like so, you know, awesome as a Christian that I can just do this. I think you, you didn't ask for it and you didn't think it up. But somehow when, when Jesus transforms your heart, you become a person who finds themselves not only giving thanks in everything, but even when you feel like you can't, you obey the scriptures that tells you to give thanks in everything. That's that's my quick draw on it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I guess there's a lot of directions we could go. What 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 would you say characterizes the thankful person and the thankful heart? What does their life look like? I know that's super open ended, but mm. is there kind of a picture that comes to mind? Or yeah, yeah. How would you put some handles on that for people? My picture is Connor Hass. <laughs> you are a thankful person. You you are appreciative. You are you don't grumble. Someone who doesn't grumble. Someone doesn't complain. Someone doesn't smirk at what God gives or kind of sit there with a full plate and say, this isn't what I wanted for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there's a contentment. I think, I think contentment is one. And I think, I think it's when you search your heart and you realize that good and bad, you search your heart and you, you walk circumspectly, you walk carefully in Christ, knowing that he is Lord and we are his servants. I just think that that begets a thankfulness that, that becomes somewhat uncommon. And I see it in spades all around me in many Christians. But I also see my own heart and even the depths of my own sinfulness that I can sink very quickly like a lead balloon, you know, like a lead, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, into a a darker place that isn't thankful and it's more complaining-oriented or Mm -hmm. grumbling-oriented. And I think that I can... I can see it in others around me, but I probably see it in my own heart the most. Yeah. Do you think, do, do people who are thankful talk a lot about being thankful? Is it a <laughs> verbal thing? Is it a heart Ooh. attitude? Is it obviously probably both at some level, but 
I've met people before who, you know, they've they've made it a kind of practice in their life. The first line out of their mouth when you ask them how they are, they say, "I'm thankful. I'm thankful." Right. And maybe I can appreciate that. But any yeah. like any thoughts? Is the person who's who's thankful? Do they talk about it all the time? Or yeah, that's what interesting. does that look like? That's interesting. You know, there is the old adage, "Fake it till you make it." So you could. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm thankful until I feel thankful. Yeah. Um, it's not feeling oriented. It's interesting that you said, "Is it heart?" Or verbal, and so I was taking a note, and I said, "Is it herbal or verbal?" <laughs> I think it's herbal. I there think it's medicinal. Go. Okay, okay. I think it's very medicinal for your soul. Yes, that yes. Uh, you would be giving thanks. Um, but I, I think that it's like what Jesus said: the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. Right. So that even the person that might go around and often say, "I'm thankful," they're reminding themselves that they should be thankful. Mm-hmm. They're living right now. Their heart is beating. They're talking to you. They're answering a question. And so no matter what's going on in life, whether it's they just got a promotion or they just bought a new house or they just got married, they're just having a baby, whatever it is, or they just lost their job or they just their house just burned down or or some or their or their child is wayward. Either way, the the Christian who has a heart transformed by the Spirit of God through the Word of God and is continually being transformed, you know, the, the whole idea of even Romans 12 is uh, those who, who trust Christ's sacrifice for sin that is outlined in Romans 1 through 11, they fully give themselves to him, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, I think that that maybe it, it is it is heart and verbal. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I, I just I just think that there are people who whose life is characterized by joy, contentment, and some are more talkative about it, and others you just catch it in in their life. And, and there's others who... You know, occasionally you hear someone say things like, I'm, I'm so thankful, but then you just, you see other attitudes or actions in their life and, and you just go, I, I don't know. It seems like there's some bitterness or some frustration. So just yeah. to, just to be the kind of people who, you know, especially around Thanksgiving time, sit around the table and say, I'm so thankful for this. That doesn't necessarily guarantee that the, the heart aspect mm-hmm. is there. So, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, that's an interesting point. I, and I think... Sometimes, you know, you know, in first Samuel, it says God looks at the, uh, excuse me, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And Jesus talks so much about the heart and, and being, you know, the idea the, the getting to the heart of it would be that, that we should have a, a pure heart and that we should be sincere. I just wonder about this. Like, I don't think it's just the joy that, that someone, just because they have a bubbly personality doesn't mean they're joyful. Right. Or they're, if they have some effusive personality, they could have daggers or they could have word like words like drawn swords. Uh, you know, that just because there's a personality that might be bouncing all around doesn't mean that they're joyful or thankful. Mm-hmm. And even, this is interesting, you know how tone of voice matters? We've all said, thanks a lot. Right. Well, we're blaming right there. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for that, you know. And I get, you know, there, so tone of voice even matters. Like, mm-hmm. Connor, thank you. Thank you for not being a complainer. I really appreciate that about you. And that, by the way, that was sincere, everybody. Okay. It, it, you know, so I, I'm just saying like, like, I think the way we say things matters. Yeah. And I think the thankfulness, it's interesting that we're told, you know, I, I, uh, I just recently preached on, uh, or I'm going to be preaching on uh, Psalm 100 this Sunday. I think this is, this is dropping. This is dropping. Tomorrow. Okay. So I'm going to be preaching on Psalm 100 this week, weekend. And the idea of make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth so the earth is being called to worship Yahweh and the interesting thing is what it what we're commanded to do is enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and i think that that's a that's a way of life that you do learn 
like a baby doesn't come out of the womb. Mm-hmm. You know, Isla didn't come out of the womb and say, hi, mommy and daddy. Thank you for having me. Right. Has she said thank you to you once yet? No. No. How old is she now? No, she's just over one. What's her problem? She doesn't have many yeah, words. What's her, what's her yeah, problem? I don't know. It's I, really I frustrating. It. Yeah, we're just so she hasn't for... said thank you for changing all my diapers yet. No. She hasn't no. said thank you for carrying me for nine months. She hasn't <laughs> no. said thank you for feeding me and clothing me and, and, and lodging me and, you know, giving me shelter and what have you and no. carrying me everywhere. No, her only word is baby. That's the only thing she can say. Didn't she say Pastor Mike yet? Not quite yet. Yeah. We're oh. working on it. She likes me the most. We're training her. Yeah. But here's the thing. She's never said thank you to you. And guess what? This is an interesting one. I don't know if, if a study has ever been done. When is the first time, like, mo- what people, wouldn't that be cool to find out, like, on average, when is the first time someone ever says thank you? Hmm. Because it's gimme, 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 gimme. And then at some moment in life, you become aware of social graces that's, that you need to even say thank you when someone yeah. hands you a cookie. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Before that, that you're just taking. Yeah. And maybe there's something instructive in that for the believer, born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, that we learn thanks. Mm-hmm. We That's learn a, a great, thankful. I, I love where you're going. My next question was just going to be, how do you, how do you learn thanks? What what kind of habits? What kind of disciplines? What kind of life? Uh, you know, yeah, patterns. I guess um, cultivate that in somebody. And, and a different way of saying it on the negative side, what's the remedy for that unthankful heart? And maybe somebody who's, who's listening is realizing, you know, I do have uh, bitterness or frustration. How can you start to work towards a remedy for that? Oh, man, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, you know, what's interesting is it's kind of like saying, and, and it's a great, by the way, your question is on point stellar, but it's kind of like asking me, when did you first figure out... Um, how to apply the brakes such that you didn't slam on the brakes when you were learning to drive. Yeah. That's or how did you learn how to drive manual stick shift? Mm-hmm. Or even how'd you learn how to drive all the way from your house to church without thinking even once <laughs> about steering, driving, uh-huh. or or uh, or braking and and applying the accelerator and doing all of those things. Right. So I'm wondering, is it is it a is it a first uh, is it a um does it become ingrained? I'm wondering if, if could it be that a habit, mm-hmm. a habit, um, uh, I, I, wa- I don't want to say instinctive. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say intuitive either, but I want to say automatic and it hmm. sounds weird, but I, mm-hmm. I almost want to say like a knee jerk reaction. I, I'm loving this. Yeah. This is, I know. I think that, I mean, if we're, if we are wanting to be transformed, cause that's what we are, that's what we're mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah. Uh, second Corinthians three eighteen we're being transformed from one degree of glory to the next as we behold his glory. Um, if that's true, then I should hope that 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, who I am as a person is actually legitimately changed so that my yeah, yeah. instinctive, I don't know if that's the right word, my natural response to life yeah. is going to be characterized by greater degree. Uh, yeah. Greater pouring out of the fruit of the spirit in my life and thankfulness would be in that mix. So I'm totally with you on that. Um, I think the question though is, okay, well, what do I need to be doing right now? If I hope that, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, or more immediately, there's going to be this deep thankfulness that characterizes my life. Um, what do I give myself to? Oh, man. Can I start with one? I'm ready. Oh, well, obviously, give yourself to Jesus, okay, over and over again, right? The, a surrender, a surrender. But I'm going to go way, way, way simple. Um, when I'm in restaurants, or when I'm at a wedding reception or some kind of dinner, you know, group, group gathering, and there's a waiter and they're filling water cups over and over again. 
you know what I don't hear from a lot of, and I spend time with a lot of Christians, you know what I don't hear? A lot of thanks. Mm. It's almost like we, that's expected. You should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I make it a point, and I'm not better than anybody else on this one. I make it a point to thank every server that ever serves me anything. To the point where the ones, I drink a lot of water while I'm eating, by the way. And so I, uh, let's say I, I get my water filled 10 times. I'm saying thank you 10 times. Mm-hmm. When they take, when they bring my plate, I say thank you. When they take it away, I say thank you. And I, I, and it's, I don't know. It, it's just, I, I, I feel compelled uh, to, to thank a server. Does that make sense? I love it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I feel like, and maybe I'm being really like, 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 I don't want to be a jerk here. Like saying, oh, everyone doesn't do it. But I just don't hear a lot of things like that. Yeah. I don't know. What what is that? What's what's this? What do you think is at the root of that? You said something, I think that probably pins it. Um, Maybe. Yeah. I think it's at the root of it. Probably my expectations and the things I think I'm entitled to determine. You just said the word entitlement. Yeah. Entitlement. Right. Because if I even let's take it, you know, bigger picture in life. If I think that I'm entitled to this or that blessing from God, this house, this job, this wife, this husband, this, you know, whatever it is, this health with my kids, this circumstantial thing, then the moment that that's taken away or doesn't materialize as I had imagined it, I'm, I'm not thankful at all. I'm frustrated. So I feel like entitlement is probably the, you know, maybe the right word. Um, and the opposite of that is this lowliness of saying I came into the world with nothing. God has given me everything I've needed. I was born a sinner. And if it weren't for Christ's grace, I never would have come to him. And, and so I don't, nothing is owed to me. Yeah. Um, and even God's promises, they're for my good, especially Romans eight twenty eight. All things are going to work together for my good. Um, but not my circumstantial good. Mm-hmm. I'm not promised those kinds of blessings. Um, so yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about what I'm teaching tonight and I'm going to be, you know what? It's interesting. A lot of times I'll be preaching through Ephesians or anywhere, and I'll then I'll kind of revisit it on Wednesday nights. I'm doing the exact opposite for the next few months. I'm visiting it before I preach it. Hmm. So the Wednesday night crew actually gets the uh, first the fruits, drawing room, this, yeah, yeah, you know, okay, kind of stuff. I like that. That's cool. um, and I don't know how it came about, but that's what I'm doing. Um, it's not a big plan, but Ephesians four two, you know, I mean four one says, "I I therefore prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy." of the calling to which you've been called. Mm-hmm. Well, then it says with verse two, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. But this idea, this idea of, um, of humility, mm-hmm. you know, you look up the word and, and I looked it up yesterday again, I've looked it up many times, but the idea is low thinking, mm-hmm. you know, low thinking. Mm-hmm. And then gentleness is, and I wrote this down because this is the, Definition in um, Reinecker and Rogers on the New Testament uh, linguistic key to the Greek New Testament. Humble, gentle attitude, which expresses itself in a patient submissiveness to offense, free from malice and desire for revenge. Hmm. I just think that's a beautiful sentence. Mm-hmm. But you take humble and gentle. Jesus said, I am humble and gentle in life. Like, learn from me. Because I am humble and gentle in heart, so I think your entitlement versus lowliness thing is just spot on. Hmm. Yeah, I I, um, I feel like there's a lot more to say, but maybe I'll just mention a few more things, and then we'll start to bring this plan in for a landing. I was thinking of First Corinthians four, and not directly about thankfulness, but Paul is is really kind of counter countering a proud attitude that's among the church, and he just says, um, "Who sees anything?" This is verse seven of First Corinthians four. Who sees anything different in you? 
What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Yeah. So I just think in terms of the thankfulness, you know, question, there's the, if, if you, if you don't get that principle, what do you have that you didn't receive? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be a thankful person. Yeah. Um, but if you have this, this real, real conviction and belief that I wasn't owed anything, God didn't, you know, the world wasn't made to run around me. Um, then everything that comes in my life, that's a blessing is cause for thanks. Um, and then, and then in verse eight, the very next verse, he also says this already, you have all you want. Hmm. Already you become rich. Without us, you become kings. He's talking about the hmm. riches in Christ and the, yeah. the position and authority they have in him. So that's another one. We didn't talk about this as much, Mike, but to meditate on the gospel and to remember the riches and treasure that we have, that, that's like, okay, I actually do have reason to be thankful. True, true reason to be thankful at all times because of Christ. Life I have in him. Yeah. I have everything. And so yeah. there's no, even the circumstantial things that are taken away, really it's nothing compared to what I already have. So Amen. that's a great cause for, for thankfulness as well. Anything else from you before we wrap this one up? I just want to camp out on what you just said. I thought it was wonderful. Just going to 1 Corinthians 4 and just, you know, God's the one who gives. Like, why are you boasting? Like, if you boast that you don't re- didn't receive it, you're basically saying, I'm the source. And it's like, you're the source? Well, no, you're not. And interestingly, <laughs> he keeps going in that in that chapter, and he basically says, first he says, God speaks, right? Don't go beyond what's written. Then he says, God gives. What have you? What, what do you have that you haven't received? Then he basically says, death has been put on display. And then, and I, and that's what I love, we're glorious scum, okay? <laughs> we're, verse 13, when we're slandered, we entreat, we have become and are still like the scum of the world, the refuse of all things. And he's like, I'm admonishing you as my beloved children. But it's like saying, I'm saying... He's saying we're glorious scum, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and we're happy, <laughs> and we're happy with it mm-hmm. because we're in the family. Yep. We're in the family of God. Yep. We've been we've been redeemed by Christ. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, praise God. That's good. Well, listeners, hope that was an encouragement to you and, and a good reminder to just try to to practice and grow in and pray for a heart that would be thankful, so that as you continue to grow, that would become more instinctive and automatic in your life. Um, until next time we love you we pray for you throughout the week Uh, the next podcast will drop I think Thanksgiving Day we'll have a, a special Thanksgiving episode so looking forward to that but until then God bless you and have a great day